Welcome to the Side Talks Podcast. We're sponsored by Tesla. Oh, Lord. We are. I'm turning in my notice. Sponsored by Tesla. This is the Side Talks Podcast. We talk about movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. And I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, ding-dongs? Shout out to all you kittens and Corey heads out there in listener land. Uh, can we just say that we're sponsored by Tesla, so even if we're not? I, where I got this is that this was apparently a thing that people on the TikToks and uh-huh. the internets and the social medias were doing, was just saying that they had these sponsorships that they didn't have because it, it gives you clout. Oh, man. Yeah, and so they were just like, hey, everybody, I'm here at McDonald's eating you know, a Big Mac, and like it's delicious. You know, This is sponsored material, and it was not. So oh. I don't know. I mean, okay. that seemed to get them some followers and some clout, so I'm just putting it out there. Tesla, definitely Tesla, sponsored love us. love it. Love plugging yeah, my car into the good. gas station. Fuck you. Yeah, Tesla. Um, let's, before we alienate elongated muskrat anymore, even though I feel like this is just the kind of thing he'd dogpile on. Like, he may even call me later today and be like, I'm actually interested in sponsoring. Y'all were mean to me. I like it. Uh, come on, Side Talks. Come on. So I can... I don't know. I don't. What are you going to do? What guy. are you going to do to elongated muskrat? Nothing. It, Nothing. Ask him for money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have any exactly. fucking. I just don't like him. Um, and I think he's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you wanted to give me money, uh, we take it. Take it. We would have uh, FTX sponsored by FTX. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we we fucked up though, because you know that dude was just giving out money. Yeah. Like people, he gave yeah. somebody three hundred k to write a book. Like, why were we not? We're sitting here begging for sponsorships on this podcast, and um, I could write a book. We could have just messaged old uh, Sam Bateman Fried. Yeah, and he probably would have given us some altruistic money from his. You know, well, all we had to just say we have a podcast in which we're trying to prevent evil AI from taking over the earth, and he would have written us a check. You know, we are in a way. I know. And, I agree. and look, Sam, after your troubles are over, and you you <laughs> land on your feet again, you know, hit us up. He could have just kept that money that he made legitimately and still yeah. been a multi multi-millionaire but he didn't you know hit us up that's all i'm saying yeah. we don't we don't have too many scruples when it comes to sponsorship we really out. we don't anyway we're gonna get a we're gonna get a sponsor here soon we know we had one uh revelator coffee r.i.p um and we'll get another soon we'll get another soon and it may be ftx you never know yep you maybe never dogecoin know. don't Doge know coin. don't know can to keep you on your toes yep let's talk about movies all in right. the meantime unsponsored movies <laughs> Man, you are too square. I'm, I, I have to straighten you out. Oh, uh, you know who that is. Yes, I do. The beautiful voice of the one and only Marlon Brando. So this is a new news segment okay. on the podcast. We'll see if it sticks. Oh, you know boy. how we like to do this. Called Let's Take a Brando Break. <laughs> and uh, I thought we'd do some, we'd share some fun moments with Marlon Brando. Okay. On this segment of the podcast. And it is inspired by another podcast I was listening to, in which I learned that Lynch, David Lynch, your uh-huh. boy, my boy, asked uh, Marlon Brando to come take a look at Lost Highway, uh-huh. um, which is my favorite thing ever. Like, if, if we could get in a time machine and just land anywhere as flies on a wall, would we not choose to be in the test screening that involved David Lynch asking for Marlon Brando's feedback on Lost Highway? Wow. That's a good one, right? What a thing that would have been. Well, I need you to know that apparently Lynch uh, welcomes Brando. Brando gets there, goes into the test screening with a burger and fries in hand. My hero. Of course. My hero. Marlon's always hungry. Yeah. And then afterwards basically said, and I can't do much of Brando voice, but he's like, "Uh, David, you know, this is a a masterpiece, but it's not going to make a penny. Hey, yeah. he read that correctly. There you go. So that's that's partially our that's our lead into the Brando break. Okay. But here's the story about Brando I've got for you today in this Brando break. Brando apparently 
presented Patricia Quinn. Do you know who Patricia Quinn is? No. She's Magenta from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. He was courting her. Oh. And he apparently presented her with a human scalp necklace. Sure he did. Yeah. Because you just have one of those. So here's how the article goes. Uh Uh-huh. She was a romantic interest of Brando's in the 60s. Okay. Which I like the romantic interest, as I'm sure many a lady was. Yep. And she visited him on set. She was apparently reciprocating the interest. And she happened to show up with the one and only Bob Dylan. Oh. Do I have your attention? Yes. As she entered the trailer in which Brando was sitting, she said, and this is a quote, he took this thing from around his neck and he put it around mine. I think it was his way of claiming me. Uh, she yeah. then later realized that it was a real human scalp. Whew. Yep. But here's my favorite part. Okay. During that same exact visit, apparently Brandon, uh, excuse me, Brando and Brandon, sure, why not? <laughs> Brando and, uh, and, and, and our buddy, Mr. Um, one and only Bob Dylan, you see where how that's getting mixed up for uh-huh. me. So uh, they also had a little bit of eyes for each other. Of course they did. Yeah, they did. They took a they they took each other in, and apparently Brando charmed his way into Dylan's heart by opening a bottle of Coke with his teeth. Oh, what a dream! <laughs> and that is your Brando break. Wow, I- imagine <laughs> being in a love triangle with Bob Dylan and Marlon Brando and Magenta. Insane. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this Brando break, and and we'll bring you another one someday. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, guess what, Corey? What, Rachel? I've watched a couple of films. This is the What We're Watching segment, where we kind of tell people what we've been looking at. Maybe maybe they get inspired, or maybe they want to email us and tell us at podcast at sidewalkfest.com that they disagree with us. That, that works, too. Okay. Sam's going to eventually check that email address. Eventually. Um, but I watched a couple of Sebastian Silva films. Okay. Are you familiar with Mr. Silva? I am. I have not seen anything that he made, I don't think. But um, yeah. I'm familiar with movies like The Maid and Nasty Baby and his new one, Rotting in the Sun, which is on movie. Yeah, well, I watched Riding in the Sun, Okay, and I I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty pretty damn solid. I've heard it's good. It was pretty good. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, It is, there's a lot of D. Get out out the dick jar. There's a lot of dick happening in this film, and it does have this sort of crossover into social media stardom Uh and this sort of TikTok celebrity kind of stuff with one of the gentlemen who's in it and also sort of almost plays himself yeah so i liked it it was good i recommend it it is indeed on movie who may be one day sponsoring us um but the film that i liked more than that and that i was really really taken by and that caused me to actually watch riding in the sun and now has sebastian silva on my list of let's watch more is nasty baby yeah which i which has Kristen wig in it Mm -hmm. and i thought was just absolutely spectacular and i don't think I'm spoiling anything, even though if you'd like to pause, you can, but I, it's really, it shouldn't really spoil this too much for you. But I, this film does something at like the 75% mark mm-hmm. that is a game changer for the film. Okay. And I, I, I enjoyed it not knowing that. Like I enjoyed it kind of going in, but I am a huge fan of a good sucker punch. Yeah. And I love a challenge to, to our expected narrative structure and the sort of typical. And 
it's also it, Kristen Wiig isn't being particularly funny in this, uh-huh. and I like that too. I mean, she she has her moments that she's just as a human being, I think, has kind of a comic presence, if you will. Yep. But it's more of a serious role for her, and I appreciated that from her. And so the the acting is incredible. Again, performance is incredible, but the direction's really lovely as well. And again, it it's it feels a little bit fresh and new, even though it's got some years on it because of some of the the, the narrative chances it takes, if you will. Okay. I found it also to be really, really, it's it's gritty, but also kind of incredibly relatable. I don't know if you've ever had, you know, if you, it's one of those things where if you've lived in a city and you've got kind of like, well, I know that you've had this because we both lived on the same street at one That's point. That's right. You've got the dude on the street that just kind of bothers you sometimes that you yeah. try to like, you're trying not to be like the person who turns their nose up at like the homeless dude that's asking for shit. Yep. And so you're kind of like, hey, you're my, you know, like, but it starts to wear and wear and wear and wear. And we've, I don't, I don't know if you had the same relationship with the gentleman that in particular that used to kind of haunt the no, street I, that we live on. I know but, who you're talking about. Uh, I got a couple guys on my current block. Yeah, um, yep. And you know, like mostly you, you stay civil and you stay polite and you try to it's all fun and games until you start taking shit from human beings and then all of a sudden things can go a different direction yeah and so it's uh it's kind of crazy in that way and so it's relatable in in that fashion as well but uh, there's another thing and this this is not a spoiler it's pretty you pretty quickly know this i think even in the first scene that they're working to it's a it's a gay couple sebastian Mm -hmm. uh, sebastian silva obviously a queer man and also um most of his films relating to queer content and it's a it's a gay couple and they are um their best friend is played by Kristen wig and the couple is trying to assist her in becoming pregnant yes and the evolution of that and the decision making around it and the frustration and challenges for all three involved who all kind of have different perspectives and the 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 way in which that evolves mm-hmm. and the way in which that kind of goes down if you will i thought was really really special okay and I was taken by it because that's a story. You know, we watch a lot of films for the festival. Yeah. That sort of storyline is one that I see frequently and has also been handled in a lot. A lot of there's a lot of coming out stories and there's a lot of like gay couples trying to get pregnant stories. Yeah. This one felt way different in so many ways from all of the perspectives. There's a great film called Gaby that we played at the mm-hmm. at the festival and I like that film too, but this is a very different film than that and I thought a different take on that sort of storyline okay so highly recommended nasty baby again um and then rotting in the sun too what have you been watching well um i've, I've seen a couple things recently uh i've been watching a lot of classic uh studio hollywood uh productions from the 50s uh some film noir uh things like that um but i i really want to highlight two things that i've seen um first this isn't really Noir, but it is from the 50s. It's Vincent Minnelli's The Bad and the Beautiful, which is a a really uh, dark and cynical uh, look at Hollywood, starring um, Kirk Douglas as kind of a ruthless bastard of a movie producer who... Is he bearded? He is um, maybe for fashion near the end, or at least mm, he's gotcha. he's got a mustache. I'm always curious. Um, he he steps on uh, pretty much everybody on his way to the top uh, of um, 
the the film studio uh, industry uh, in in classic Hollywood, and it's told in three separate flashbacks from three of his former friends who were deeply wronged by him to one degree or another. Um, thought it was great. Minnelli, one of those great uh, old school directors, uh, best known for his musicals like Meet Me in St. Louis. Have and, we fought that before? What? <clears throat> Meet Me in St. Louis? Louis. Uh, probably. I mean, we fought we musicals in general. Well, but I, um, I am notoriously anti Meet Me in St. Louis. Like, I really, uh, I know. And so many people, it make, Brad, it makes so many people mad that I don't like this film. It's like, oh, and I, I'm even like, it just, Vincent Minnelli is a hack. I love saying stuff like that because it gets people really, really riled up. And who who fucking cares, y'all? Who cares? We we do co-host a movie podcast. <clears throat> that that would be a context in well, which we would care. I, I'm not I'm not going to go like on... not just like on the street. Hey, what do you think about Vincent Minnelli? Like people are going to be like, who the fuck? What are you talking about? Get out of my face! I don't look. I'm not going to go on the record to say that. I, I just think he's a hack when it comes to this one film. It's Christ really Almighty. really not very good. Oh my god! And everybody wants to. Yeah, it's like oh, it's the Holy Bible. Everybody stop. You know, I'm not. I don't fucking care. I mean, it's I'll not t- even my I, favorite Minnelli we'll musical, but well, like I my blood why. pressure just spiked <laughs> through the roof. Oh man! Uh, but I feel like to fight, I'll have to rewatch it, and it's miserable no, to watch. It's, great. it's, it's such a delight. Anyway, we'll we'll return to that. What oh. else are you watching? I know. Um, I know. Look how proud up he's getting. Well, this uh, I, I, this the. <sighs> Uh, flustered. I don't even... Okay. Uh, the next one that I watched is a musical, but it's probably yeah. one that could be potentially more to your taste from 1974 uh, called Phantom of the Paradise from director Brian oh, yeah. De Palma. The, the rock opera uh, with songs uh, by Paul Williams, who also co-stars, again, as an unscrupulous record producer who um, steals the, the songs from an aspiring uh, songwriter uh, who then is disfigured and haunts this guy's rock club, and things spin out of control from there. Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It is um, so it's good. weird, right? It's, it's so like, weird, it's super weird. You know, kind of playing with the story of Faust, and of course the Phantom of the Opera, uh, along with any number of other little references that um, De Palma throws in there. There's a lot of cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Um, and it's just so much fun and it's so playful. And despite the fact that it's unlike pretty much anything in De Palma's filmography, it still manages to be, you it know, feels entirely De a De Palma though, right? movie. I mean, yeah, it's got, it, like something about it vibes it, you know, it's got it, split screen. It's got yeah, assassination go. attempts. It's go. got, you know, all of his stylistic tricks, but it's still so much fun. It is fun, and it's 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 heavily featured. If I'm remembering correctly, and uh-huh. I could be wrong, it's heavily featured in a film that I adored as a kid, and that we've actually screened at our side talks before. Uh-huh. Um, not side talks, excuse me. What is the thing we used to do? Screen talks. Screen, Screen talks. talks. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. The series where we have panelists afterward. Uh-huh. Um, Terror in the Isles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember as a kid, I saw Terror in the Isles before I had seen, at least seen um, Phantom of the Paradise in full, right? Uh-huh. And I just, I was so captivated by some of the images that they included in Terror in the Isles yeah. that it it, it, it kind of made my little tiny brain go crazy. And that's, it's just so De Palma in that way. You know, the, yes. the, visually, there's something just sort of stunning and shocking about it. Super compelling visually, but also it's so weird and so funny and the music is so good and it's just unlike pretty much anything else. Uh, yeah. So I adored 
that movie. It It's kind of one of the last major De Palma movies I've never seen. I've yeah. seen most of them. Oh, it's coming to an end then. That's yeah. kind of sad. Um, unless my man Brian uh, gets back on the horse and makes another movie or two, not that his past few Should we do great, De Palma December? You I've know, been trying to kind of come up with these. Yeah. Listen, you know I'm on board with putting my man Brian on the screen any time. Yeah. Any, pretty much any movie you want to put Carrie up there or Blowout or Dress to Kill or Phantom of the Paradise or something a little bit more obscure, The Untouchables. I don't know about Scarface. I think we could leave Scarface at home. People have seen enough yeah. of that. But, but Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, look, I wouldn't fight you too strenuously on that. I pretty much love everything he made except for Bonfire of the, ba- of the Vanities, which is terrible. I hadn't seen that in forever. Oh, God. Wouldn't mind. <laughs> Throwing that on a screen though and just laughing. Bad movie night right there because it is. Terrible. Except it's the runtime's too long, right? Is that yeah, the deal with and it? it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's just the other issue. Really, right. it's, it's a drag. Um, anyway, so um, almost through uh, De Palma's filmography, I think the last major De Palma movie I haven't seen is um, Casualties of War, and that's not one that I'm just gonna like throw on. on it's Sean night. Penn, Sean Penn, and Michael J. Fox. Oh, like a, I don't think you're going to be happy. Vietnam atrocities yeah. movie. Well, this was this was all I saw this probably in the theater as uh-huh. a kid, and I it's one of these that was in that whole like we had you know Full Metal Jacket yeah. and we had this and we had um, what was the other one the big one uh, Platoon Platoon yeah Platoon yeah. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, it was it it was a lot of there's a lot of nom happening for me in my childhood in a way that like you know. Is it for a little kid? It was a it was a lot of nom. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm sure Sean Penn and and Michael J. Fox. I, I think he's like, I think we should be able to like murder and rape civilians in Vietnam. And Michael J. Fox is like, I don't know about this, you guys. And like, I don't want to watch. These that. are casualties of war. Yeah. Yeah, no, seems uh, seems intense. I'll do all due respect to um, individuals who were in Vietnam or ha- you know uh, whatever. I mean, I, I I do apologize, but also. Boy, um, I don't know that they would agree that we need all these films either. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was the generation of filmmakers who had, you know, experienced it sometimes directly in the case of Oliver Stone when they were younger men. And they were just they got to a point where like, we need to process this. And And the American cinema. We we all suffered through their processing. (laughs) Right. The American cinema was a lot of processing Vietnam directly or indirectly. Very real. Some good movies there. Jacob's Ladder. Uh, Platoon's all right. I mean, I haven't. I've only seen it once. On it was a long July. time ago. That's a that's a pretty good movie. That's when people were like, "Oh, Tom, this Tom Cruise guy can actually act a little bit." Yeah, and they were right. They were right. Yeah, and then he didn't really do it very much after that. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare! Anyway, we better wrap this segment up. I love you. Tom. You know I love Tom. I wish he'd make more Did movies. Did you see that required... the time he jumped off of a mountain on a motorcycle? Yes. Again, I've seen that movie in full so twice. Cool. And I think so as, cool. as far as I know, you have seen it zero times. I've seen it zero times, but I did see him jump off of that mountain <laughs> and on a motorcycle. Amazing. And it's awesome. It's super cool in the movie too. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up. That's what I've been watching. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sign Talks podcast. I got nothing for you. You got nothing? We're your own personal cinematic, I don't know, um, Planet Fitness, and what's the one where you throw tires at everybody? I don't know. What's the one? CrossFit. Brad is, is laughing very hard. 
CrossFit or what is it? There's one right down the street. What is it called? Like hard fitness. I don't know. Yeah, they're all that kind of yeah. CrossFit kind of stuff. Yeah. Roll a fucking tire yeah. fitness. Which somebody's making millions because it's like, hey, dude, you know what we have to do? We just clear out of, we sweep a fucking garage yeah. and put a bunch of boulders in a corner. Sure. You got to move and those boulders. You give them socks and they chase each other. Listen, whatever helps people along Hard on their fitness, fitness journey. <laughs> um, Gold's Gym, they're actually lifting shit, dude. They had to buy weights and shit. Yeah. What do you want to be? Are you going to be hard fitness? I'll be hard fitness. <laughs> CrossFit. It's something. It's something weird, like train fit. Got to got to get those gains. Um, All right, I'm happy to be Gold's Jump. Been on this uh, this journey of fitness for a long time now. Um, if if I thought like lifting and moving a tire would actually help, I I might. I'll start throwing them at you during our five minute fight. I'll roll them toward you. Hell yeah. We can I mean, double up. We're going to double up here. It's going to be gym time, fight time podcast keep time. me on my toes that's what i'm Why not? that's what i'm all about here i feel like that's kind of taking a nosedive in popularity though i don't see those socks running as much anymore there's no like f- crossfit socks yeah i don't i don't either oh uh, if you do crossfit and there's a good reason for it email us so that i can support you on this podcast podcast uh, sidewalkfest.com yeah we're not exercise shaming folks um, no i would never do that I'm, i mean you should see me at the gym that's actually the shame that's that's i shame myself <laughs> we li- nobody deserves shame for trying to you know get healthy and get fit oh, like man, everybody's I always, like there's a, i swear like the other day i'm on the treadmill and there's a there's a four down for me as like a dude with giant muscles you mm-hmm. know and i mean he's clearly working out all the time and then there's like two hot girls on the treadmills in front of me and i'm just like what the fuck have i done with my life <laughs> What am I doing here? You're 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 doing the work is what you're doing. Yeah. You're putting in that work. You could call for your it work. Own I appreciate that. That's 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 grace that that's, you're bringing. That's me. what it's all about. That's what <laughs> anyway. it's all about. Um, speaking of, let's wrap this up and get to the gym. Uh, okay. Well, thanks thank to you. Studios. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, and follow us online at Sidewalk Film on social media, or visit us at uh, side. No, it's the reverse. Uh, no, no, I was right. At Sidewalk Film or SidewalkFest.com, uh, where you can see what we're showing at the cinema, get your tickets, and um, you know, come join us for a movie. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.